If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy 90-Minute Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is December the 13th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12-Ounce Sports. We are live, right in your face. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. Aaron, what is going on, and how was your weekend? Uh, the weekend was okay. I had to work, and it started to get real cold here in uh, Vegas, so... I was driving to work one day, and there was ice on the road. Wow. I haven't seen that here in a while, so I do like the cold weather, but I don't necessarily love this cold. So uh, overall, the weekend was good, but I'm not ready for the cold weather. Save me. I illegally streamed a couple NFL games. <laughs> I um, It was 80 degrees on Saturday. I was having a good weekend, man. But 80 degrees on Saturday in the middle of December is not very fun. It was 80 degrees? It was it was unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen that here. I mean, it's been like seventy, but eighty. Come on now, what's going on, God, Mother Nature, whoever you are? That's the funny thing. Like I don't. It was like thirty-one when I woke up the other day. Like I don't want that. But like something nice in the 60s, 70s. Yeah, 80s. I don't even want that either. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. This show is presented by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. It's 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Competing against friends, they're not here the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. Go to www.pickemwars.com slash fly to support the show. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. We are flying on the AM Drive. As always, any last words on Pick'em Wars before we get into it? Um, Looks like for the first week, I uh, think you're going to beat me. Oh. Yeah, barely, too. I just I just realized that. But first, Aaron, I'm so excited to hear your worst of the weekend. All right, so my worst of the weekend here is Mike Leach. And you might ask yourself why he's not a super relevant thing in college football. But sometimes he is. He gives us great sound bites. Right. This, however, was not one of them. Um, Mike Leach calling out the players for skipping bowl games, preparing for the <laughs> NFL draft. And I know we kind of get this every year from somebody. Even Deion Sanders came out and said something wow. uh, this week with regards to this. But I'm sorry. This is the world that the NFL have built for themselves. Like, and actually the NFL. Like, the NFL is these, – these guys could be worth millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And for the longest time, the, the college level was basically using them as cheap labor. and. I don't blame these kids one bit for thinking about how to maximize their potential in life. And if they're planning on becoming a first round pick, second round pick, hell, if they're even going to be in the draft at all, I have no problems with them doing this. But basically, I'll quote him. You have an obligation to finish to the place that helped build and develop you and play in the bowl game. That's part of it. You owe it to your team. You owe it to the fans. You owe it to the coaches. It's the most bizarre thing in the world to me. Obligation? Not anymore, Mike. Not anymore. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't agree with this. And you know me. I'm I'm all about 
finishing something you started, if the juice is worth the squeeze, I'm all about the college football aspect of the life, but the NCAA and the NFL have turned it into, if you're not playing for a national title, go do what you got to do. Sorry. Amen. And it's hard to make tens of millions of dollars without a kneecap or a back, Mike Leach. <laughs> so, my worst is ESPN cover boy, Stephen A. Smith, tries to make a case, and this is a legitimate thing, for Stephen Curry as a better player this generation over LeBron James. Okay. I want to say, if the only point Stephen A. Smith made was changing the game, maybe. But to tell a bunch of people watching who have watched Stephen Curry, yeah, he shoots I am so impressed with Steph Curry. I get that. But to say he's better than LeBron James and we should compare Steph to Michael Jordan, oh, come on, guys. I thought the argument was 6-0. I thought the argument was 4-6 and six in the finals. I didn't realize it was just changing the game now because LeBron James at 36 or 7 years old is still dropping 39. He had 30 again last night. I don't care who it was against. Okay? What? It's funny how the media has suddenly turned on LeBron James. Like, they were all for LeBron, and now it's kind of like ever since Stephen A. Smith took over ESPN, it's like all of a sudden LeBron is no longer the guy? I don't understand that. Until he leaves, he is probably going to be the best player, like you said with Michael Jordan. That's just how it works. So don't try to don't try to pretend it's not. Even Tom Brady, I can admit that he's the cover boy. Don't pretend – it's some that's gonna be just Kyler Murray. Stop that. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it feels like something may have happened behind the scenes. I don't see a lot of of the LeBron slander that you do potentially, but um, to say that Steph Curry is a better basketball player than LeBron James in this generation is just absurd. But yes, a transcendent player has he changed the way players play the game? Has he made it so that guys who aren't six foot ten and aren't two hundred and eighty pounds and can't drive the lane with ferocity like LeBron James? Have they made it so that kids growing up say, "I still got a chance"? Yeah. Now, in my opinion, he may have changed the game for better or for worse. And I know you I might agree. say, "Hey, what?" But this whole notion of jacking up 50, 60, 70, three point shots a game is from it really, 50, 60, 70 feet. Yeah. Is, is it really? Did it, did it really make the NBA better? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying it didn't, but I'm not necessarily saying it did make the NBA better. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying it didn't. I'm just saying it made the NBA different. Because and there's good and bad to that. You, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's 100% true. Yeah. So, no, I mean, as far as you just take it at face value of Steph Curry as a better basketball player than LeBron James, no. That is absolute blasphemy. Best of the weekend. Best for last. All right. My best of the weekend is Jamar Chase. Remember him? Good guy who couldn't catch a ball in the preseason. We all thought, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a third receiver on a bad football team. Well, he just went over 1,000 yards as a rookie. Third rookie in team history to do it behind. Can you guess either one of the two? AJ Green. Okay. I don't know if you can guess the other one. How old is the other one? Like, How far back are we going here? So, in football terms. AJ Hushmanzada. No. In football terms, his – he was before we were both born. Wow. Okay. But he's still relevant in today's football. Do it. Chris Collinsworth. 
Wow. <laughs> Did I you forget he played football? Is that even who he played most of his career with? I feel like he went somewhere yeah. else. No, he was he a Bengal? Yeah. And on I, some... never, I never knew that. So, anyways, yeah, congratulations to Jamar Chase. You know, for a guy who couldn't catch a football to have a thousand yards in the season uh, as a rookie is a, a pretty good one, and it's my best of the week. I like it. Um, my best of the weekend is um Chiefs win forty eight to nine after the Raiders danced on their logo pregame. I don't know how much worse you can get than being butchered forty eight to nine. So I, I'm 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 glad the Chiefs. The talk has been their defense, so their defense holds them to nine points. Opening play, they get a strip sack for a touchdown. We'll talk about this more later. But I thought that was just wild because I was like, oh, Chiefs were up 35 nothing." I was like, oh, that happened before the game. That makes more sense. I thought that was a wild sequence. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the whole dancing on the logo thing because what if it does go horribly wrong? I mean, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a high-risk, low-reward proposition like dancing on the logo or trying to go with the other team before the game things like that i'm not a big fan of those because it's it's high risk low reward and and sometimes in the case of the raiders it's high risk no reward just like it just like it happened 48 to 9 that's just a total this, that rivalry is getting more heated by this i didn't realize how heated that rivalry has been getting well like I mean, driving around fair. the team stadium it's getting bad I kind of like the the thought of the rivalry. I mean, I guess I like if you, it too. The thing is, is it actually went dormant for so long because the Raiders stunk for the better part of 15, 16 years. And they still, I mean, they're not great. But back in the day, the Raiders Chiefs rivalries in the 90s and 80s with Marcus Allen and guys like that and Christian Okoye. Yeah, I mean, that used to be a legitimate rivalry. It's still really, that whole AFC West is a legitimate, like, rivalry. Almost like the NFC East. Four teams don't like each other and produce some pretty good football games most of the time. So, yeah, I mean, this was a bad move. It backfired. I'm not a big fan of doing that. Maybe it's just me saying, like, I don't want to end up getting more embarrassed than than I, uh, than I than they planned to get because it wasn't it a 10-point spread? Yes. Yeah, it was. Like, I think it was like 10 and a half, 10. You're right. I, yeah, say, so. I, I think I was about to do that, but I decided not to on my best bets. Uh, yeah, I'm curious if maybe Kansas City might have taken it easy on if they didn't do that before. Right. AM Drive 5, Pick'emores recap. Remember to go to pick'emores.com slash fly. Um, Aaron, this week in the UFC, we had our worst weekend yet. Woo! Um, Amanda Nunes and Dustin Poirier did not help that fact. We'll, we'll talk about it on the other side. For the NFL, you ended up jumping up to 15th. I end up um, dropping back to 12th. Apparently, you went over the Packers, minus 13. I did. You had to have. Okay, so, but hey, we both won some coins. I lost coins. I, I picked a shaver on the Browns, thank God. <laughs> and then I, but I didn't get it all back. As for our AM Drive 5, which has been red hot, we both picked the Bills, and I have a feeling we probably shouldn't do a both picking this person team again. <laughs> we went 5-5. Five and five. Still not a bad week. But it's not as good as we have been, so we owe it to our fans to say, get you next week. Yeah, we'll try to do better. Looks like we paid the juice this week, 5-5, five and five, so not the worst week in the world. There are worse possibilities. Uh, yeah, 2-3, and three, my – yeah, the Bills kind of – I mean, that was a, that was kind of a heartbreaker, but uh, yeah. the, other, the other two picks I lost, they got blown out. So uh, I can't really feel good about the way that <clears throat> the AM drive five this week. But we got the Navy cover. And they won outright. So that, that was, was nice. nice. 
Sunday night football, Packers win a shootout. And I'm I'm with Mike Tirico and everybody on, on the NBC broadcast. They were like, if you would have told us this game was going to end in a shootout, no one would believe us. I think it was Ian McMillan on Twitter who said, um, if you would have told me the Bears were going to not cover and score 27 or 30 points, I I, I would think you're stupid. <laughs> mm, it's crazy. That's unbelievable. But, hey, and they almost did cover until they didn't. But I thought Justin Fields looked really good. But I just thought Packers looked that much better. Yeah, I mean, the three touchdowns, the second and third quarters, <clears throat> obviously where, you know, the the action was. I mean, you had a combined, what, 62 points through those three quarters. If you told me 75 points went up on this board, I'd have said the Packers would have gotten 60 of them. Right? <laughs> I mean, that like, if we're playing that game, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, what, two TD passes, uh, or what, three? No, no, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones had two touchdowns as well. Like, it's just, they just seem to be doing it with ease. And I know that Aaron Rodgers doubled down the, uh, the I still own you. He doubled down the comments, but I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> whether I, whether I, I like the fact that he said it publicly, it, it's it, even when the Chicago bears finally put up 30 points on offense, they just, they can't even this point. Like they're just, you know, how, I don't want to bring Nagy in this because I know that everybody is all fire Nagy and I'm starting to lean that way as well. But I mean, the offense put up 30. What's the guy to do? What's the guy to do anymore? I mean, the guy has one of the worst statistical all-time offenses in NFL history. He finally gets out of the gate and puts up 30, but we're going to remember the second half where they only put up three. I like Fields, though. I really thought he played very smart and very well, actually. Yeah, that was conf- I thought he looked like better than any Bears quarterback I've seen. Not that saying much. Yeah, there's not, there's not too many good Bears quarterbacks over the last, God, maybe since 1985 or whatever. But, uh, if that. yeah, so, I mean, it's just kind of a, it, even though the fact that it's 45 to 30, it's still, if you look at it just from the box score and they cover, they cover the 12 and a half, 13, whatever, it seems like just another ho-hum I own you against the Bears. Did you see the Aaron Rodgers look alike? I did not, no. Oh, that was bad. And NBC, like, did a shot to, like, on um, this guy in the stands that looked just like Aaron Rodgers. I should look like the baby of Aaron Rodgers and Jared Leto. That was kind of interesting. Um, there was also a, a, a thing where like, this fan said NFL owner on his hat. That was pretty funny, too. What do you think of the Bears here in this spot? I mean, they're, they're obviously done in terms of competing. But I, they still have four games left in the season. And I would say maybe two of them are winnable. Maybe. But would, they, they got to be, gotta be able to find something here with Justin Fields. I want to echo what Al Michaels brought up last night, that if the Bears are going to start rebuilding and get rid of Nagy, they're going to have to get rid of a lot of key players because, you know, maybe keep Roquan Smith. But Allen Robinson, to me, has got to go. Like, that's just going to – that's been dragging that franchise down. He just doesn't do much for them. Um, Andy Dalton's still on the roster. He's going to want a job somewhere. I just feel like what Al Michael said was true. Like you can keep like a few of the young guys, but they're they're gonna have to blow this thing up pretty soon. And Justin Fields is gonna be right there in the middle of it, but he'll be fine. But if you're gonna get rid of Nagy, you got rid of a lot of players too. I mean, the last thing I'll say on this, to be fair, I mean, there's not a 
large gap between a rebuilding football team in Chicago and what they have now. So if they decide to, it shouldn't be too much. You're going to have to get rid of Khalil Mack, Akeem yeah. Hicks, Allen Robinson. Maybe. I mean, David Montgomery's young. It'd be nice to keep him in fields around in a tandem. But yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot you'd have to get rid of just to go right back down to a rebuilding roster. And Jason Peters, the left tackle, got hurt again last night. He's you might want to look decade. at you might want to look, look at a left tackle in the draft. Maybe a good idea. So over the weekend as well, tornadoes in Kentucky and five of those states, really one or two tornadoes, really took a devastating toll on the Midwest, if that's even considered the Midwest. But I want to I want to give a five seconds of silence for this because I know I've worked in a warehouse before. And I know an Amazon warehouse was flattened. I know how close-knit those warehouses can be. So to everybody in those tornadoes and everybody affected by all this stuff, whether you knew somebody or whether you're the one who's hurt, shout out to you guys. I cannot let this go away from the AM drive. Aaron, any quick thoughts on this before we give our five seconds of silence? Um, no, I don't know a whole lot on this going on. I have seen a lot on social media, you know, like the, the condolences, thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, not really much you can do, you know, you just, your heart's open for these families that are affected and, uh, you just hope that, you know, the worst is over, I guess. Yeah, that's rough. But, um, five seconds of silence to them and then we'll come back on the other side talking UFC and some football. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pick'emwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. 
top-performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to this 90-minute Monday version of the AM Drive here on 12-Ounce Sports. And we are presented by Popple. You can see them right up here in the top corner of the screen. And it's very simple. If you want to grow your brand, grow your podcast, grow your small business, or anything of the like, you need Popple. And you say, what is Popple? It's a very easy-to-use, high-tech, digital business card that you can say, hey, here's all my information, not, hey, can you check out my podcast? Hey, can you go to this website when you get a chance? Are you going to go to my website, Mike, if you get a chance? Absolutely. Well, with Popple, you definitely will. Please visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Popple logo, and shop using the promo code for 20% off. You don't even need a Popple if you're the other person to get my information. So see how easy it is today to share your podcast, your small business, or even your morning show with popple.co, promo code AM Drive for 20% off. Yeah, I love Popple. Um, I need to get out and use it more. Haven't really, I was kind of busy this past weekend, but I'm so excited to share. I love the stats it gives you too. Yeah. And they have yeah. Popple Pro as well. You can pay a monthly fee uh, if you're bigger than, say, uh, you know, the AM Drive. If you've got a lot more, um, you know, stats and figures you need to keep track of, I think that the, the monthly fee is like, Four ninety nine a month, and it gives you access to even more um, features and and statistics and things like that. So, if you get to that and you feel like it's something you need, I mean, don't hesitate. It's got a lot of great opportunity for you to grow. Exactly, I'm I'm excited for their future. Aaron, UFC two sixty nine headlines. Um, Amanda Nunes got choked out, and Dustin Poirier could not beat the other guy. I I forgot that like Charles Oliveira or something there Oliveira Charles Oliveira yeah oh I got it cool I was off top but um I just this was wild um like I said I finished three hundred fifty fifth in the um UFC for Pickham Wars you finished three eighteenth we didn't know much but I do know those two names and Amanda Nunes your time might be over yeah so this is a uh, an interesting predicament that we see in women's. Uh, professional fighting in UFC, you know, to to, to be specific, um, you know, Manny Nunez is not that undefeated fighter that came in, uh, you know, to this fight that all of a sudden this is shocks the world, but it still shocks the Ronda world. Rousey. Yeah, Ronda Rousey is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. But like Amanda Nunez is still one of the more dominant fighters in UFC women's history, and this was absolutely a shock. 
to a lot of people, I'm sure there's some people out there who bet, you know, oh, this wasn't a shock. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. But from what I know from UFC, this this was a shock and this was an upset. Absolutely. And especially by submission. Nunez doesn't usually let herself get that close to somebody. You know, she's yep. she's the one who usually takes over. And she's on top of she's grappling. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it, it's the fourth largest upset in UFC title fight history. Wow. Yeah, so the biggest one, obviously, still we know is Holly Holm over Ronda Rousey, which effectively nuts. effectively ended Ronda Rousey. <laughs> so, now she does fake wrestling. Yeah, now the question is really going to be how can Amanda Nunez rebound from this or are we going to see her in AEW here in two months? Oh, You know, um, so what's crazy is Amanda goes to 21-5. and five. Juliana Pena... Is now twelve and four, so she, she rattles off nine wins. Is she better all time? And that's a long ways away. Yeah, I mean, but Holly Holm Amanda... didn't really do much with the spotlight. To be fair, no. And and the thing is, is maybe that we're looking at you know we look at this you know I look at this always as UFC like look at Conor McGregor, look at maybe the only other the only one I can think of is probably John Jones who never really got. Um, ever really truly beat but you know john you know you look at conor mcgregor you look at uh i'm uh, trying to think of guys off the top of my head here daniel cormier was one of them we talked about him ronda rousey um george st pierre anderson silva yes, anyways the list the, the list goes on and on eventually there's somebody bigger and more badass than you so i mean it can't last forever unless like i said john jones really i think is the only one who just never got legitimately beat in a ring um and then it yeah. came out that he yeah well and, and yeah there was some ped issues if and, there's a sport to do it that's it <laughs> yeah if there's a sport you don't want it to be if you want it to be all natural is that but you have you know guys now like uh adesanya and um kamari Ust in the, at least in the men's uh divisions oh, that are are can be talked about as greatest of all time but amanda nunez i mean congratulations she hadn't lost since 2014 12 in a row, multiple belts and multiple classes. And uh, so it just, you know, hey, you know, every time somebody's time comes to an end, it makes room for a new a new fighter. And is Juliana Pena that fighter? We'll see. And by the way, um, the Modelo commercial, that's, I mean, yeah, I saw Amanda Nunez before that, but I was like, wow, she's actually got a Modelo commercial now. Like, Damian Lillard's got one of those. So I thought it was like <laughs> the heart of a lion, Amanda Nunez. She was a beast. She took down Ronda Rousey as well. Um, but, you know, like I said, every once in a while, you're you're older. I mean, you're seven years older. You've taken a lot of these fights, these big fights. And then someone like Juliana Pena, you know, who's who's a dog, who's got nothing to lose. And sometimes they just catch you. So, I mean, it's if they fought ten times, they might it might be, you know, seven, three, Nunez or 6'4 Nunez, but they fought once. That's all that matters. Did Nunez ever beat um Rousey or Holm? Yeah. Uh I believe I believe she did. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, shot Amanda though. It's been a, I mean 21 and 5 is nothing to scoff at in the women's game. Yeah, I'm trying to look at her uh her fight history, Amanda Nunez. Um I know she took the belt from Misha Tate. She beat Ronda Rousey. She beat yeah. She beat Holly Holm. She beat Cyborg, Pennington, Shevchenko. Is she the goat in oh, women? You beat them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is she the goat? Yeah, of women. She, she might be. I mean, that's 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 such a 
that's such a hard thing to place because you have so many of these. Like Mich- like Ronda Rousey was such a, a dominant feature. Misha Tate, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Like, like she caught some up and come, and then she got caught on the up and come. So it's it's so hard to really say that. She's, she's probably in the discussion. That's fair. Fair enough. I think that's enough USC talk for us because we don't really do it too much. Well, we can always bring back uh, bring back the Donut King from Portland. That was nice. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of donuts from our local gas station. They actually randomly started putting donuts. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Convenient. <laughs> okay. Um, Young Heisman, as in Bryce Young for Heisman. He became the first Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy. Aaron, the first question I have to ask, since I brought up on Twitter and got roasted for it, best Alabama quarterback ever? I mean, if you're talking just specifically in in Alabama and in in one season, no doubt, absolutely. But I mean, he's not an NFL player yet. He might become the best Bama quarterback ever. But like, what are you defining best Bama quarterback ever as? The best quarterback to ever what he did at Alabama? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, no quarterbacks ever won the Heisman. He's on now. Now the question is: is if he doesn't win a national title, then the the doubters will come back. Right now, they're quiet. I do wonder if either Michigan, Georgia, or dare I, God, that'd be nice, Cincinnati could win. How much does Bryce Young, like, this is, it, it blows my mind that Georgia has another shot at these guys if they be get past the dog that is Michigan. It's just amazing to me that that could happen again. And if Bryce Young does that, holy cow. Well, that's the thing. What if he doesn't win the national championship because he goes up against Georgia and it's a 52 to 51 game. Bryce Young throws for six touchdowns, but the defense gives up 52 points. I mean, is he still the best Alabama quarterback ever, despite the fact that he didn't win a title? For me, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. I've I mean, never if you're been at just one that, to, I've never been, if a quarterback has, a, has an incredible game, there's very few things that can detract me from, oh, it's all his fault they lost. No, not really. Like Tom Brady against the Eagles, I'll make fun of him for, for fumbling the ball. But he had an incredible game. Let's be fair. Like, right. No one gets. Well, they got beat by Nick Foles. That, nobody saw that coming. So. Yeah, and I, I think that you know, obviously, he's got nothing else to prove in terms of this season from a best quarterback standpoint because, well, he just won the Heisman. But he does have one potentially two games left on the docket, and I think to 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 nail the coffin, put the nail in the coffin for you in terms of you're saying best Bama quarterback ever getting that national title will just seal it. There'll be no ability to dispute it. I mean, you have Joe Namath who won a Super Bowl. Okay, but he never won a Heisman. So if you're saying the best quarterback to ever do it at Alabama in one season, it's Bryce Young. And it will (laughs) never be anybody else but Bryce Young. If you're saying that he's the best Bama quarterback to ever play football, I think you just got to hold on that one. I'll tell you, but that's why Mike said it first, right? But yeah, I mean, you're going to have... You're gonna have a a take that might take ten years to to fully like you know cement for you. So just let it marinate a little bit, I guess. Uh, here's a question though. I have a question for you. Yeah. He's gonna go in next year as the favorite, and Alabama we know is always gonna get the benefit of the doubt with the pollsters. And if he can put up same kind of stats, he might. Can he be the second one to ever win it twice? You know, that's it's very possible because we know Alabama is good at developing wide receivers as well. Mm-hmm. I know he might have a year of tape on him. This kid's arm, it's just, it's, it's insane. 
Well, he, and all you really got to do is get through is get through that regular season. Now right. we believe that the the Heisman was won in the SEC championship game by Bryce Young, but also it was won by Bryce Young in the Michigan Ohio State game that CJ Stroud didn't win. Yeah, and that's what I want. I wanted to bring that up because it's only fair against me, and if I'm being fair here, to say everyone that could have won the Heisman just gave it away. Like they they dropped the they dropped the trophy. So then Bryce Young was the one to pick it up. Not saying he didn't deserve it. Not saying he wouldn't have won it anyways. But it would have been a lot more conversation if C.J. Stroud did win. If Sam Howell did have a good year. If this happened. If this happened. You know. But Spencer hey, Rattler, he did it. any of these guys. Yeah, he did it though. Yeah, no, he did it, and absolutely, he was there at the right place on the right time, and the right you know situations fell into place for him, and he had a. He, I mean, he had a huge game against Georgia, a team that he put up, what, they put up 42 points on a team that gave up 83? 41 on a team that gave up 83 all year. It's okay, 40, yeah, 41. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Sorry, uh, CJ. And, I mean, Kenny Pickett just didn't have national <laughs> relevancy in terms of, um, you know, being up there in contention for, you know, the college football playoff. And then the Aiden Hutchinson thing to me was just kind of a joke. That was wild. Did he, did he finish fourth in voting? Because I didn't see the voting results. Uh, no, he finished second. Yeah, that's, that, that that pissed me off. I was I was thinking I thought I thought I saw that, but it didn't really tell me he was second. I was like, what? Is he second? I was pissed. Yeah, I mean, Will Anderson, um, uh, the he was linebacker for Alabama, had better stats than he was, and he wasn't even invited. So I didn't even quite. Um, or I'm sorry, no, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He yeah, yeah. I think he was like fifth in the voting. Mm. But he had better stats than Aiden Hutchinson did. So I didn't quite understand how he finished second. But, I mean, just as long as he didn't finish first. I definitely didn't think he was a Heisman candidate. And then the last thing I'll touch on this is if he was eligible for the draft this upcoming year, would he go first over Pickett and Howell? Yeah, I would say yes because he's a quarterback, A. And, B, he's – like, he goes – the Texans are – if they're the ones who are going to draft – the Jets have their guy. Jags have their guy. So it depends. But if he was the guy in the team, he needed a quarterback. Yes, I don't. Th- I I I get the Kayvon Thibodeau talk, but now I'm hearing that another guy might be better than Kayvon. It's like we don't know who the clear cut number one is. So Bryce Young might have been number one this year. That's a good you know, good point. And it's funny you say, you know, the Jaguars have their guy. But hear me out here. If this whole Urban Meyer thing goes up in flames and he's fired. And a new coach comes in. There's no guarantee a new coach wants Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor to me is just—he's been so talented. He's been so looked at for so long. They're going to give him a longer leash than say a Daniel Jones or Mitchell Trubisky. I'm crying. That while that might be true, I mean, they're going to give him a longer leash. I mean, if you can flip Trevor Lawrence, I mean, look at Josh Rosen, first round pick that got traded in his second season. You never know. Right. I mean, if they, if somebody comes in and likes Kenny Pickett that much, I don't see a reason why Trevor Lawrence couldn't get traded if Urban Meyer is not the coach next year. That's crazy. I feel like every game Josh Rosen plays, he throws a pick six, including this year. It's <laughs> fair. I'm not, saying, I'm not trying to say that Josh Rosen deserves another shot. I'm just saying he got traded. So right. anything is possible. All right. Speaking of C.J. Stroud, who's in the Heisman talk, how about his – um? The guy who Glenn Kaplan told me was supposed to replace him, and this five-star quarterback Clinton Ewers said, "Not nah, going to Texas." And someone on Twitter said, "Oh, I'm just so excited." I think it was Barry McCockner actually. I think he said, "Um, 
I cannot wait to see another five-star quarterback in Texas finish seven and five. <laughs> yeah, probably. So true. I mean, Sam Ellinger to me is one of the best quarterbacks. I'm kidding, but um, no. Shout out Clinton Ewers because I've heard he's supposed to be really good. Like he's one of those guys like a Trevor Lawrence, like an Arch Manning who's coming up that we've heard of, and now we're going to really see play with Steve Sarkisian. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about him, uh, but if people are saying he's good, then then good for Texas for getting them because they definitely need a quarterback who can win them some games because we know that seven and five, like you, you know, jokingly laugh off, is not going to get it done in Austin. Yep. So, I, I mean, he originally committed to Texas under Tom Herman. Oh, see, I even know that. So that's um, – that's not, you know, it's not out of the realm for him to come back. But uh, I think the big thing was, uh, you know, that you we talked about Bryce Young with his million. Um, Ewers also has an NIL contract for $1.4 million over three years with a marketing uh, company for, like, autograph. So he's supposed to be a big thing. So I think that's the big thing now is the big thing coming to the school that's supposed to be the big thing. And let's hope it's a match made in, like, Big thing know, heaven. Yeah, it's probably going to be a match oh, like eight and four heaven. Right. <laughs> I like it. Okay, let's switch to the NFL. Are you ready for it? I am. All right. Broncos pay a tribute, and I thought I'd start with this game first. Teddy and the D did cover, but Broncos started with um 10 players on the field, which I thought was awesome. I Things about this, like it, it makes me love sports like this. When I see things like this, so great job for the Broncos to not only get that tribute in the way they did. I haven't seen the video, but I'm sure it was spectacular. And then they just won 38 to 10. Lions have been feisty this year, but Broncos said we don't care. Broncos are low key hitting another stride they had like in, in the beginning of the season. Like Teddy's looking good. Melvin Gordon played well again. Hashtag Teddy covered. It's looking good for Denver again. I mean, look, no disrespect to the Broncos, but oh, Lord. they're going to beat bad teams. Well, okay. like, let's, let's not pretend like they're a legitimate contender. Now, record-wise, yeah, they're, what, 7-6? and six, Which is bad. So they're in me. contention, but but they're not going to be a contender in terms of anything in the playoffs. But, yes, to not take away from everything with the tribute to Demarius Thomas, we talked about it on Friday's show. Right. Uh, you know, a life gone too soon. He's my age. It's crazy oh. to look at that. But um, I, I, yeah, I mean, the, the, the 10 man tribute was awesome. It would have been great. And now I'm not going to try to take this shoulda, woulda, couldas, but would have been awesome if they had a, like allowed, if the NFL would have allowed like one of the receivers. I don't know who you would have picked, maybe Judy or, or Cortland Sutton, because I don't think any of them were. I Obviously, I know Judy wasn't, but I don't think Cortland Sutton was around while Demarius Thomas was on this team. But uh, it would have been cool to have one of them wear 88 for the game. Yeah, I like that too. I know they had 88 patches on their helmets, so that was kind of yeah. cool. And maybe the, the 88 thing might be too much, but I just feel like, I don't know, something would have been maybe cool. Like I'm a, just, just brainstorming like in my head. 14 on the front, like an 88 on the back. That'd be kind of cool. Or if they all wore Thomas for the game. Like they all had their numbers, but their last That'd name. That'd be cool. I, I, I and those might be good jersey sales too, not to take anything away from Demarius' death. No, no, of course not. No, I, I'm just, I'm just brainstorming here. But I mean, I, I know that it was a touching tribute, 
and not to take anything away from it because you know ultimately we're we're, we're talking about death here but um i didn't watch the game uh i would like to at some point take a look at this this video because there are a lot of people on social media saying about how kind of heartfelt it was and then uh you know the 11th guy on the sideline i think he was taking a knee uh during the oh, first wow play. yeah it was Cortland sutton actually ironically i'm actually watching some of the highlight video right now and uh, tell me sutton, how you're feeling aaron <laughs> It's, you know, those, those kind of moments, I don't necessarily get so wrapped up in them that like you start crying or heartfelt. You don't become like, a builder bear, but you, you know, but you could feel it a little bit. Yeah. You could feel it. You get a little goosebumps. The fact that they, they, they took a delay a game on the first play with, Which is with really, Portland Sutton on the sideline. And that's a sacrifice really. Yes. But Detroit, the classy organization they are declined the penalty. It, wow. And the Raiders, by the way, wish they would have taken a delay of the game on their first play. <laughs> I wish they'd have taken a delay of day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Backfiring reports. Jaguars lost 20 to um, as many as me and you scored. Yep. And Coach Urban Meyer. It was reported by Tom Pelissero that Coach, that um, he got in heated yelling match with Marvin Jones, the wide receiver. He called assistant coaches losers. So of course, you know, I love that we get the whole, um, oh, he called them losers and he called them out. But I'm like, what led up to that? You know, he didn't just go out there and just call them losers. I want to know what they were saying about him first, but we don't get that part. Um, he called the anonymous person who leaked the info, like he called them out threatening their job and said, that's just nonsense. And I want to know this as well. Urban's job is still safe per the new reports. So... In other words, another failed attempt to bring this guy down. Now, as Ian McQuiston has told me on Twitter, and Ian, I understand Urban's track record is not the best. I understand he had the girl in the video. That's really bad. I get that. But okay. give the guy a chance for crying. The media, since day zero, has not given this guy a chance to succeed. They've already won two games. And I don't even know if they should have won that many. You don't know. You have no weapons for Trevor Lawrence, basically. I mean, I guess DJ Chark sometimes got LaVisca Chanel, who's supposed to be a good gadget guy. We don't know who this team is. So don't put it on Urban Meyer. It's like Aaron Crouch says. Who's better? Who are you going to give to make these guys better? This roster's trash. Go ahead. All right. Well, I have said that in terms of other coaches. Oh, Lord. But in terms of Urban Meyer, there there's 30 guys that are better in this spot. Thanks. However, I am 100% in your corner. They have been they have been ready to fire Urban Meyer since day one. The fact that he signed Tim Tebow pissed so many of these stupid-ass media credentialed people. That's true. The fact that he signed Tim Tebow pissed them off, triggered them so much that they have been ready for him to be done since day one so that they can move on. And just feast on the next one. Now, I have also said this will be a disaster from day one because I there, there hasn't been a head coach in the last 30 years to come from college and be successful in the NFL. And if there's somebody out there and they could point it to me out on Twitter, I'll happily eat some humble pie. But I'm sorry. It, it just doesn't work. College is college. The NFL is the NFL. Nick Saban floundered in the NFL. No pun intended. Steve Spurrier <laughs> was crap in the NFL. Urban Meyer so far. Like, I just don't think 
at any point in time, unless he blows up this entire team, I mean, all but Trevor Lawrence, they're not going to respect him. They're not going to have any respect for this guy. And I don't even know if winning will cure that. I completely agree. I thought that was a great point you just made about about um about Tim Tebow. Because you're right. The media did not like the field. They, the woke, uh, let's be real, a lot of the media now is woke. They did say there was a racial thing, blah, 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 which mm-hmm. I did not get. Like, it was Tim Tebow. Like, it's Urban Meyer. Like, what? They're, they're like brothers, okay? Because somehow, some way, Colin Kaepernick still finds his way into these stupid articles. That's fair funny. enough. Yeah, because yeah, because he didn't get bridged by in flavor of blood. If Colin Kaepernick wants to come out and be a third string tight end, I'm sure someone would give him a shot. That's a fair point because he's an athlete. He's a very good athlete. He's not a but good I said this going on five years now, like. Colin Kaepernick never wanted to play football because if he ever had to prove that he wasn't very good, even if whatever your belief is, he's good, he stinks, he's serviceable. If he ever had to prove he could still play football and it went wrong, it threw his whole message out the window. People forget that he had a a chance to train, like to show people how he did, and one of his wide receivers got signed instead of him. People forget he also had a contract on the table with the Broncos and the Ravens. At different yep. points. So, anyways, I don't want to go down the Colin Kaepernick thing. So, I'm going to kill my dog. And not, it's a 90 minute Monday here on the AM Drive. And when we come back, we're talking even more NFL, the good stuff, not the awful stuff we just talked about. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So, join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. 
It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back once again to this 90-minute Monday edition of the AM Drive. With us, visit us on social media right up there at AM Drive TV. We are on all the main ones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also, if you want to support us, you got to check out these awesome hoodies that myself and Mr. Carvelis are wearing. You see them right there. There's so much good stuff to support the podcast and support the show. Uh, You just visit amdrive.online. It's right there amdrive.online best morning show the lowest price merch $26 hoodies hard to find hoodies that price in today's inflated economy $21 tumblers t-shirts are 16 mugs are 13 we also got that 90 minute monday t-shirt that mike just put up it's pretty pretty cool go go check it out at amdrive.online and pick yourself up a hoodie because i don't know if you're in vegas but it's really cold here right now so i got another hoodie on the way you know, we should do like a hoodie giveaway to some people in Kentucky. We should um, like give like like two or three hoodies away. I'm okay with that if you know people in Kentucky or know how to how to get it there. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point too. You might want to give a hoodie away to Lamar Jackson because he's got a bum ankle at this point right now as the Browns beat the Ravens 24-22. Correct me if I'm wrong. This game at one point was 24 to six at yeah. halftime. And the Brownies kind of forgot to show up, but did hold on uh, for the victory. Um, this was a hotly contested, uh, not to get off the, off the field here, but this was a hotly contested topic of discussion in the betting world because the Cleveland Browns were two and a half point favorites. Now, first of all, you wonder, with Lamar Jackson on the field, how in the heck were the Browns betting favorites? And then with everything that transpired, for the Browns to somehow blow this cover through the back door and give up. <laughs> You know, 22 points, basically, or 16 points in the second half to blow the cover of two and a half. I saw a lot of people on Twitter. I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about betting throughout the week. And and uh, this was so 50-50 uh, lines as far as people on each side that I had seen in quite a while. I'm just glad I did my pick a more shaver on that game because I didn't know what to do. So I just did Ravens plus, like, plus seven and a half or something like that, or nine and a half. It was pretty nice. But um, no, you're right. Um, this game was interesting. And I love the fact that Ravens had another failed two point conversion that they would have made it early in the fourth quarter. They would have been tied. So right. like John Harbaugh just doesn't know how to use that correctly, I guess. Which I can't given the circumstances that he's still being another touchdown, but wow, you, you could have been tied. So 
They chose to go for it there and not the end. I would have gone for it on the second one, personally, but that's just that's just Coach Michael up here. And Coach Michael's not really a coach. But Lamar Jackson, I know the, the national media was like, oh, yeah, you got carted off. And then it's like everyone knew within five minutes it was a sprained ankle. Like, it's it's going to be okay, Lamar. I know it's yeah. hard for you to run without with a sprained ankle, but it's going to be okay. Yeah, and it's quite unfortunate for this team how much yeah. they've had to endure to still be, what, 8-5 and five right now, leading the AFC North. And uh, I know they're, they're obviously not the number one seed like they were two weeks ago, but it's just incredible. And, and I know I'm, I'm probably pimping them up because they're my Super Bowl pick, and I really – I mean, if, if this team can win a Super Bowl with everything that's gone on injury-wise, top two running backs, top two cornerbacks – you know, they've got other injuries as well. If they can somehow find a way to even just be in, like, the AFC Championship game, it will be incredible to me. Yeah, you're going to look really good at that point. <laughs> it's going to take a long time to get there. Like, can you imagine and, if they were healthy? And it's a huge – and for them to get to, like, even the AFC or even the divisional round is a huge – they're just a huge dog to do that right now. Completely agree. Tyler Huntley has looked good twice this year. Remember, he won the game without Lamar earlier, and now he leads a comeback. It's not bad. I guess he's the better version shades of, of old Tyrod, right? He's a better yeah, version of, of old Tyrod. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they're are they related. I doubt it, but I thought it was just fine. They the other one's terrible, and this one's not bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't really have too much more to say. I, my boss Same. on Sundays is a Cleveland Browns fan, and he bet his own team minus the two and a half. So it was a tale of tale of two two bosses. Uh, from from uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. that day. Fair enough. Buccaneers held on. Josh Allen is in a boot, which I did not see this coming because he became the fourth player in NFL history to throw for 300 in a game and rush for 100. The other three, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. Not bad for a white guy. I'm sorry, I'm not going to make this about race. I thought it blew my mind that he was in the category with those guys. Um, but he did leave in the boots after the leading the comeback. Mm-hmm. Shots the Bills defense for once again fumbling the bag of late. You know, you could have got me three points here. You know, I had an eight and four week, and it could have been nine and three if these bums had not allowed us check notes for Sean Perriman on his first and only target of the game, just break open and have no one covering him. Insane. Shot Perriman from Purdue. UCF. Of course. Um, yeah, this was a, like another tale of two halves. It was, what, 24-3 to three in the first half. This was a hotly contested conversation in the 12-ounce Twitter chat. I Like, you were part of that. Um, I know that you, you're not the biggest Mitch, uh, Mitch, Mitch Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady fan. Mitchell Brady, baby. Um, but our very own Mitch Bernstein kind of threw a – a match, lit a match into the kerosene, and then just went away and watched it burn. Oh, but, um, you know, you talked about this game. I mean, both, if you look statistically, both quarterbacks had a fine game. Um, Brady threw a 700th down pass to Perriman in that spot, in playoffs and uh, and regular season included. But, um, I mean, where do you take more of this? I mean, it's got to be concerning for both teams, right? I mean, Josh Allen, they're now 7-6. and six. They're out of the playoff picture at this point as uh, as it currently stands if the season ended today oh no i'm sorry they're number seven i thought for some reason i thought cleveland jumped them but uh indianapolis jumped them hooray for you yes, on the we did. 
but I was uh, or are you more concerned that at home the Buccaneers had a hard time holding the lead? I'm more concerned the Buccaneers. It seems like their injuries are like they're they're not the super team they have been. Like they're kind of you know they were down early to the Colts. They allow the Bills to come back. They're beating the Patriots by not much. Buccaneers need to be healthy come playoffs, and they might be, and they might just run through this whole thing again. This is more about the Bills to me. Get slapped around for three quarters, and like I was like expecting a close game throughout, and this was just this was just Buccaneers a lot letting them back in. And this was more about the Bills just being dormant for three quarters. Um, I said that I did not appreciate the the call late where Mike Evans kind of grabbed the cornerback so he couldn't turn around. But in the end, you shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. You could have won in regulation if you had shown up for the other three quarters. So I don't understand why Bills have been so bad this year. Like, there is something wrong with them. And I thought this was the game they could turn around. They're just – they're not – well, they're 7-6. They're still – it's not a good 7-6 to me. They're talented, but are they? No, isn't it amazing how we look at I, – I mean – uh, let's say okay, the Indianapolis Colts that might be a good seven and six. The Cleveland Browns, hell, that might even be a good seven and six. But Buffalo Bills, we look at as not expectations. Preseason expectations matter because yep. while while we expected Indianapolis to be decent, the start was bad, and Cleveland's start isn't everything. Like for them, for those two teams to be seven and six seems more optimistic than than Buffalo being seven and six right now. Yeah, you're right. Preseason expectation probably gets people fired too, because you know media plays into that. And I'm not going to be the I hate being I don't want to be the Fox News of Toronto sports right now and just keep on dragging on the media the whole day. But it's true, the media yeah. influences certain guys' jobs, and some owners probably buy into that, except for Sean Conn. For now, but uh, I talked to right. a buddy uh, yesterday. He's got a five-team division winner parlay bet. Oh Lord. He has no. He has Packers, Dallas. He had um, Tennessee, uh, the Buccaneers, and his last one was the Bills. Oh! And he's like, dude. He's like, the Bills. When I put this on the ticket, I assumed that one was one of the locks. (laughs) So didn't mean neither you actually. Well, I mean, I thought New England could win this, and it's it's still not over, but. you know, that's that's a little PSA for you kids out there. There's no such thing as a lock in gambling. Please just know that. Somebody got like mad on Twitter and was like, oh, well, Daily Fantasy is just a scam anyway. So I'm like, like you just say you suck, bro. Well, there is an article out there. That's why I learned really early when Daily Fantasy was legal here to just play the head-to-head matchups. Those big really? tournaments for the million-dollar prizes. Yeah, you got no We only win like 70 cents, and that's if you have a good day. <laughs> Well, in those big ones, yeah, absolutely. You're paying five bucks to win like seventy cents. Like, I used to play the. It was fifty dollar head to head, and you won forty. You won forty eight because I think they took two dollars juice. So you won. You got. You got. You got ninety eight dollars back. You put in fifty, you win, you get ninety eight back. So I think they took a dollar juice from each of the players. I used to play five or six of those a day. So that was that. In my opinion, I wish Daily Fantasy please would come back to Nevada. But that that was my uh, that was my Daily Fantasy experience. My daily fantasy is what the Raiders thought they were going to do. Um, this was wild. I mentioned in the um, in the prelims, I guess if you will. Um, 
The first the Raiders, segment. Their, their entire roster was just dancing all over the logo. Knowing the Chiefs were hot on defense, knowing the Chiefs were bound to explode. And Aaron, what did the Chiefs do? Exploded all over the Raiders. Ugh. Yeah, they did. They dunked all over that black and silver, the silver and black, whatever you want to call it. Should be Raiders, black or whatever. Raiders are another one. Like they're six and seven. They're not out of it, but it's a horrible six and seven. They they just they just don't look good week to week. I mean that that Cowboy game is starting to just seem like an anomaly. Remember three Ravens games? Game? Four, Come on now. The, yeah, I was just say remember three four games into the season we were talking about Derek Carr for MVP and you know are they going to win the division here? Especially when you know the the the, the Chiefs started out a little slow. Um, this was the this was the finally the 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 two games we've seen the the Chiefs just look like the old Chiefs, both against the Raiders. Thank you, Cody. I want to give another shout-out to Cody. I don't think – we've only said it once on the show. I cannot wait because December 31st, you can catch this guy on ESPN Plus broadcasting the Saskatchewan Rush. <laughs> it so fun. I, I'm definitely going to start watching that and even um, reviewing it on the show. I ain't going to lie. That's but fair, no, back yeah. to this thing. Um, Yeah, Chiefs – this is crazy because when their offense gets going and their defense, I mean, once again, Aaron, Tyron Matthew had a fumble recovery and an interception. I keep telling people he's better than Jamal Adams. Better than Jamal Adams. This, this, Steve Spagnolo has completely turned this thing around. Like I told you before, I think it was on Friday I told you the stat that for, for the last five, they allowed less than 14. They allowed nine against the Raiders. This was a division game the Raiders had to, I mean, at least be competitive in. And Chiefs said, no, we, this division is our you-know-what. Yeah, and and the question really, I think I think we're kind of almost kind of done with the Raiders in this spot. But the question <laughs> really is, um, are, is Kansas City for real? I was like, done with the Chiefs. Are you, re- are you ready for now. them to be for real again? I mean, like, I yeah. put them in the AM Drive 5. I'm – I'm not trying to say trying to say that I'm preemptively jumped the gun on them being for real, but if the offense can do this while the defense continues to do that, they are incredibly dangerous. I mean, if this is the team you see week in and week out, now I understand there's going to be teams that they play that are better than the Raiders, but if this is the team you see week in and week out, they're the favorites. Yeah. And it's really because their defense doesn't have a lot of guys – it's just got a lot of guys who are just playing well together, and sometimes that's what de- good defensive coordinators do. Well, yes, but my point, my point, really more so is that they do have a couple guys. I mean, they have Chris Jones, they wow. got Frank Clark. You talked about Tyron Matthew. I don't know whoever said Jamal Adams was better than Tyron Matthew. That they both came from LSU. They both are good. That Seattle trade was desperation. They were. They thought they were close. They were missing Cam Chancellor. They thought this guy could replace him. They gave up way too much for him. Now, is Jamal Adams a bad player? No, but did they give up way too much for him? Absolutely. Do you remember when the Kansas City Chiefs were three and four? Yeah, I that seems like the, so long. They got beat by the Titans to go to three and four. That was the week, I believe, I came on the show and said, I'm done. I don't care what they do next. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, I don't blame you. Aaron, I'm back. Not only the Titans kicking their butt. In the next two weeks, the Giants almost beat them. And then the Jordan Loves, the Green Bay Jordan Loves almost beat them. So it was like, you know, I mean, even the Cowboys kept it close a couple weeks ago. But like, maybe 
these Green Bay, I mean, excuse me, these Raiders games may give the confidence that the Kansas City Chiefs need. I think the next test is going to be the big one. They're going to L.A., a team that beat them at home back when this was all kind of not working for them. If they can stomp on the Chargers, look out. Look out, the Kansas City Chiefs. If they want to get them back, especially after um, Staley decide to go for it all those times. I still think Patrick Mahomes is a, a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's a GOAT. Oh, Lord. He's all still... favor. Right now? I, I've said I mean, he's, he's put up seasons no one's put out before. So, yeah. What season has he put up that no one's put up? Well, before? he's put up like two seasons of like 40-plus touchdowns and four or 5,000 yards. Like, and won a Super Bowl. And was in another one. Like, you, come on now. If his career ended tomorrow, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Really Gooder. But pretty, is, pretty greater. I'll go Hall of Pretty Greater. I don't know if Hall of Famer, but you're only using greater. you're only going to put him in because of the Terrell Davis approach. Play five good years, snap your neck, and get in the Hall of Fame. Whoa, that's mean. All right. I don't know exactly. He had a neck injury, so. 49ers win a thriller. Um, beat the Bengals 26-23 in overtime. Aaron, I, I keep saying it, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't he keeps on throwing for Almost 300 yards. I mean, this guy every single week is helping the 49ers win games, and I, I'm shocked. Yeah, the preseason didn't do Jimmy Garoppolo any favors, but if we remember the last time they had a healthy team, they went to the Super Bowl. And yeah. I've always kind of been in Jimmy, Jimmy's corner, and I also like the fact that, and this may just be purely opinion, I wonder if Trey Lance just coming in just Jimmy needed something that said, hey, maybe I'm not the guy here. Maybe I I'm not re- too sexy. Maybe I got to reprove that I'm the guy. And have there been some clunkers? I mean, Jimmy G's going to have a few clunkers. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, he's definitely found some kind of connection with George Kittle over the last two weeks. Dude's got like 28, 29 catches for like three or 400 yards and a couple touchdowns. Like, um, Yeah, I think that this team is is playoff bound. In my opinion, they look mm. really solid. And um, looking at the rest of their schedule, I know they have um, the Rams at the end, but Falcons, Titans, Texans, you're telling me they can't win at least two of those games at yeah. home? Falcons, Titans at home, or excuse me, Falcons, Texans at home, and then at the Titans, which, I mean, we, t- we talk about the Titans. They can, they can lay some eggs themselves. But Falcons, I mean, they. Could, I mean, then again, that's Kyle Shanahan's old team. He might want to get a little revenge, like Dan Quinn got his revenge. <laughs> My point is, I think they can beat the Falcons, and I think they can beat the Texans. So that puts them at nine mm. and six. And then if they can somehow even just split Titans and Rams, that puts them at ten and seven. Ten and seven's getting you in the playoffs. We we I I think we can agree on that. Yeah, fair enough. And listen, um, Bengals. This is, I, I thought this was great uh, for overtime. I've always loved when both teams get a chance, okay? I know the Bengals get to kick a field goal. It was so cool to see, I don't know, the other team get a chance to score the ball too. Yeah, You know, Bengals had a touchdown. This doesn't happen. I I just – I don't get that. Yeah, I'm in your corner with that. I am actually of the the belief that both teams should get a chance no matter what. The only thing – the only thing that won't give you a chance is if you – Turn it over. Well, yeah, but then the other team would get a chance. I'm saying both teams get a chance to possess the ball. The only thing I think that shouldn't get you a chance, which theoretically still gives them a chance, is you have a safety. Like if the Bengals are driving, they have a safety, then the 49ers obviously would get the ball back, but they just won the game. 
So I wouldn't give the Bengals the ball back with a chance to win it. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. If there's a safety, game is over. But everything else, I think each team should possess no matter what, touchdown or field goal. Anyways, getting back to this, these are the rules we have now. And you're right. It played out perfectly for the 49ers. They executed a very long drive at the end there and uh, come away with the win. A hard-fought win, something they thought they had in the bag. Now, is that a a blowout that almost wasn't a blowout? Yeah, and I, you know, hats off to the Bengals for even being in this game with everything that's been going on with them. You know, in terms of Joe Burrow's injury, they haven't been running the football very well the last two weeks, and you know, they they just they they did they got out to what they were down seventeen six and a half, and they didn't give up actually twenty to six going to the fourth and. And they, and they gave it a good shot. I mean, they didn't run the football well this week, so Joey Burrow and his bum pinky had to go throw for 350 yards and two touchdowns. Right. Fair enough. How the crews controlling Cowboys? Um, Almost. Um, Washington football team had a late rally, but Dallas is got does now have a stranglehold on Amanda Nunes. I mean, excuse me, on the NFC East. So. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that after seeing her praises earlier for losing. So, yeah, nine and four compared to six and seven for Washington and the Eagles. Probably pretty much. Now, this isn't sports betting, so I think I can say this. I think this locks up the division. What? For the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, congratulations to them. I guess I will say here they've got uh, they've got uh, what three of four games left in the division. At the Giants, then they get Washington again, and then they go to the Eagles the last game of the year. So, um, they're going to win one. I think they're going to win at least one or two of those, which gets yep. them 11 wins, which should secure it, no problem. But this game on the field almost got out of hand for them. Uh, <laughs> the, the end of the quarter there, Washington, um, I think getting the, the turnover and then the quick touchdown made it a little fun at the end there. But ultimately, the Dallas Cowboys were able to prevail and the football team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're NFC East champions right here, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, unless Dak goes down. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> so, um, this game actually started off very quickly for them. I think they were all like 14 or 17, nothing like in the first 10 minutes of the game because they did do like, like they got a fumble recovery pick and they got a pick six. So it was quick start. They had to hold on for dear life because their offense wasn't doing jive squat. So. Yeah, I actually had a buddy. Uh, so we do a lot of betting, you know, at work so we can watch the games and 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 keep, you know, track and talk crap. But buddy of mine had the uh, over 47 and a half in this game and really hated his ticket. We liked the ticket at halftime. It was 24-0, even though the Washington hadn't scored. And then it was, you know, 27 to 80 at 35. So he needed like 13 points. And, of course, Washington gives him 12. Lands the number right on 47, the over 47 and a half. Esta no bueno. Well, actually, I had, um, if you listen to the show, I had under 47. I mean, I had under 47 and a half. I'm going to say, if you had under 47, you just push, but, which would have been a gross way to push. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbling Cam Newton. Falcons beat the Panthers, and um, Cam Newton wasn't very good again. I believe the Panthers are now 0-12 in the last 12 games he started. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild stat. Yikes. I did not know that. That's, that is pretty gross. But I think uh, we can tell the Carolina Panthers. Have a good one. Yeah. I, that, this team is just not good. No no Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton, I'm back. Well, maybe you should go back away. I'm sorry. I, it, was a, 
it was a great story, but uh, maybe there was proof while you while you were done. This was nothing more than to sell tickets and jerseys. You you oh. called it. You nailed it right on the head when they signed them. So kudos to you. Mike said it first. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're they're yikes. They're done. Yeah, just I didn't watch this oh, game. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say in this game. I did not watch it at all. I watched it because I'm always forced to watch Falcons and Jaguars games. Lucky me. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, if there was reason enough to move to another part of the country, that's it right there. You're stuck with Falcons and Jaguars. Yeah, it's, I think we've had like two good years, from like one good year from each team in the last 10 years. The Jaguars had a good run for a year, and then the Falcons had a good run until they blew it. So whatever. Was the year that the Jaguars went to the AFC Championship, was that the same year that the Falcons went to the Super Bowl? Might have been because Patriots did end up winning yeah, that I, game. I, I thought that – I don't know. Anyway, it's not that important. I thought those were the same year, but I could be It wrong. might have been 20 because it was 2016-ish. And I was Falcons was 2016. I, hey, hey! Maybe lightning in the bottle strikes twice over here. So maybe Georgia could win it. We'll have to see. <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous. <laughs> Other games, Aaron. Saints beat the Jets. Um, Seahawks beat the Texans. And Charters beat the Giants. Mike Glennon started. Joe Jones is an idiot. Um, you saw a 65-yard throw from Justin Herbert. Um, I did not. That's another game I didn't. I didn't see. Well, I didn't see it either. But I saw that throw. I mean, who was who's going to watch that game? Like, yeah, who's going to watch the Saints and Jets game too? Like, come on now. <laughs> Russell Wilson once again looked good, by the way. But my guy Rashad Penny. That to me is one of my best of the week as well, because this guy. Has been injured, but I always said he was going to be a good running back. He was a good late pick for them, like in the first, late first or early second round. And he's had two really good games for the Seahawks. So now they have a run game, but it's a little bit too late. Yeah. I mean, that's that Rashad Penny. We, you'd really like to see him because I liked watching him at San Diego State. Right. Uh, if he isn't still, at one point, he was the all time leading rusher in college football. Um, I don't know if he is still, but yeah, it, it, Rashad Penny. Uh, it's good to see him get that, you know, the, the 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 monkey off his back a little bit. He's had a tough go of it as a pro so far. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say a bad move starting Glennon, but what was the alternative? Jake from State Farm? I mean, I, I don't know. They just signed that guy off a practice squad two weeks ago. So uh, the Giants have so much, so many more problems. I know Glenn Kaplan's calling for the head of Joe Judge, and sure, yeah, fine, call for the head, but. He's one of those situations where it's like, what out there is better? Oh, come on. What? What? Urban what do you Meyer? Have? Urban Meyer can't do anything at the professional level. I don't, think, I don't think college football coaches work. I think there's a great divide between college football players. Go ahead. And, and NFL coaches. Uh, it's just like there's, there's a new article talking about how NFL coaches might start going to college. Well, yeah, they keep on getting that kind of money. Yeah, sure. I mean, if they can turn the switch on and become leaders and 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 guys who are, you know, these young kids are looking up to a college coach as a father figure and respect. If NFL coaches can turn into that, totally okay. But as far as college coaches who have that men's mindset of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a father figure. I'm going to mold you a new young man. Like these professional guys, they're already grown men. Like it just hasn't worked. I I, I urge somebody, if anybody's watching this, or, or if we put this on a replay, or if we put this on a share, I urge somebody to find me a college football coach in the last 30 years that jumped to the NFL, 
and had success. I'll take any modicum of success. Chip Kelly, as, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, as far as, I guess, I mean, Chip Kelly went to the playoffs one year. I guess that's a good that's one. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, it, it ended in flames, but as far as... Cliff Kingsbury. Well, he hasn't gone to the playoffs yet. But, well, hold on now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. I might be proven wrong in some aspects, but how... Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. But I just don't see it working long. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury was a, a bum in college, though. Huh? He was a bum in college as a coach, though. Which is so, weird. So maybe he was a built NFL coach who didn't work out in college. Not a not a proven college coach who won't work out in the NFL. And he may not work out in the NFL. I mean, I understand they're they're ten and two right now, or what are they, eleven and two, whatever they are. Uh, yeah, ten and two, right? I understand they're ten and two right now, so we'll have to see what happens. But by the way, most if most handsome had a had a Mount Rushmore, Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> And Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. <laughs> Matt LaFleur's so a good-looking good guy, with too. With the 5 o'clock shadows and the fades. <laughs> Matt LaFleur. Mike Tomlin's a good-looking dude, too, for an older guy. Yeah, for real. I mean, you know, they say they don't crack, but I'm, we'll be right back. The AM Drive on 12-ounce sports. If we don't get canceled. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve ounce sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12-ounce sports. 
All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. And welcome back to the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports for Presented by BetUS.com, code 120Z. Head over to BetUS.com, enter that code 120Z with your first deposit for 125% cash slash credit card bonus or 200% crypto bonus. I know Aaron digs the crypto. I'm not a big fan, but hey, you guys do you. (laughs) Aaron, Monday Night Football, Rams and Cardinals. Cardinals minus two and a half here is... Over-under is down to 51. It was a 51 and a half last night. Um, I'm, I, I like the over 51 here. Yeah, so traditionally, the the number would be against you in terms of primetime games here. The, the totals have been going under a lot as well. But this is a team, this is a matchup that has two pretty good offenses, firepower. The defenses are okay, but not statistically as good as at least visually, we believe them to be. So I can understand the over on this spot. I'm on a teaser myself. You got two teams that really, they play good football. I mean, they don't make a ton of mistakes. I know that Matt Stafford is known for throwing a few picks, but traditionally (laughs) this team doesn't make a ton of mistakes. I need to see the Rams be able to run the ball, which obviously doesn't help the over. But if they can't, you obviously have Cooper Cup. Odell Beckham's kind of getting into form here and Van Jefferson as well. Uh, Who do you like on the side in this one? Who do you think just straight up? No points, just... Who do you think is going to win this game? L.A. on the road or Arizona gets the home victory? I'm leaning Rams, but I'm, if this Cardinals team is different, this will be a game to prove it, but I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Rams on this spot as well. It's kind of a last-ditch you know, kind of desperation to kind of get try to catch this NFC West title. Win puts them at 9-4 and four with 10-3 and three Arizona, but – you know, you also have to sit here and look at the rest of the NFC West. Not going to catch them, but there are, you know, Seattle's playing a little more improved the last two weeks. And uh, obviously we just talked about San Francisco. I'm also leaning with the Rams in this spot. I think it's almost kind of a desperation situation for them. So uh, I went ahead and went with a teaser because I'm playing a little scared money here. Yeah. Uh, for me, the, right now you see, you see the line sitting at two and a half. I'm going to go seven point teaser here. Arizona, excuse me, uh, Los Angeles Rams plus nine and a half and the over 44. I think we can get both teams to in that 23 to 26 five and a half range. Or nine and a half. Nine and a half. Oh, that's an 11. Holy cow. It's a, no, it's a seven point teaser. No, Los Angeles Rams plus nine and a half and over mm. 44. Okay, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, the, I'm, I'm doing a little switch of room in my head right now. My I bad. did say. I did say Arizona on accident at first. So that might have thrown you off. So I don't know. Hey, good stuff, Dom. Do you? If Cardinals win, Aaron, we gotta start getting some serious. I know we've had them up in the top two of our AM Drive Five for a longest time, but man, I mean, it's pretty good stuff there. If they win I think, this game, 
I think as long as they don't get blown out at home, they're definitely going to stay in the top three for me, run or lose. Oh, for sure. I, I can't wait for tomorrow when we actually do our thing again. So hey, yeah, I mean we got a we got a nice little uh, little teaser at the end of this segment about our top fives for tomorrow. So why don't we go ahead and go into this week in Mike? I'll let you start with the NBA presented by Fanatics. Oh, I feel bad for Fanatics. There, Boom, put it up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was there the whole time. Okay, on Monday, which is tonight. Miami Heat will play the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Heat have won two very good games without Bam and Jimmy. Oladipo is making the trip to Cleveland, but it's only to get back in the string of things. But I'm interested to see if the Heat can win another good game against a team that's been kind of reeling and hasn't been as good as they once were. Tuesday is tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern on TNT. The Warriors play the Knicks at MSG as Steph tries again to break Ray Allen's three-point record. Joel Embiid said, not in my house, boy. But now that Joel Embiid was guarding him, but that was going all over Facebook. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Friday, the Nuggets take on the Hawks. It's featuring Nikola Jokic and Trey Young. Trey Young is, is like top five in assists and points, which is really good. I don't know if people realize that. And Nikola Jokic quietly having another good year without Jamal Murray. Without Michael Porter Jr. And Sunday, the Lakers play the Bulls in Chicago. LeBron has scored 30 like the last three games I've seen him in. I'm interested to see how this game goes. Aaron, how about this week in the NHL presented by Vice Golf? Yeah, the NHL is got a big week ahead of them. I know that uh, we don't have anybody going for big records like Steph is. But Tuesday... You have a full card, 14 Ooh. games on the docket. Now, was it easy? Was it hard to pick one? No, I could have picked a few of them for you. But pick a team, pick a couple games, watch as many as you can. It's a full card on Tuesday. Those are some of the best days. You just get so much hockey. And um, Thursday, uh, I picked this one because the three teams I've ever grown up rooting for are all in action. And we're going to go with a three-team parlay on Thursday. We're going to take the Lightning. We're going to take the Bruins, and we're going to take VGK all on the money line. All the games are going pretty much simultaneously, so we're going to hope to hit a, a three-teamer that day. So if you want to follow, Thursday is the day to do it. And then Saturday, we've got a big matchup between the Lightning again and the Avalanche on the road. Uh, the Lightning are looking to defeat a Western Conference team that uh, they could match up against in the Stanley Cup final if they were to get back there. Uh, so those are my this week in the NHL. I know it's a lot of Lightning, but Full card on Tuesday, parlay on Avalanche on Saturday. That's what I'm watching this week in the NHL. How about Golden Knights once? Um, I think it was six to four last night against the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. Yes, they so did. Was, they it was close for a minute, but you guys blew it open. They were trading goals. It was. I mean, they were back. To, it was one score, the other score, one score, the other score, and then finally the the Knights sealed it with an empty netter with about 20 seconds left. So, Wait. yeah, it was a, a fun game. We watched that one here at the house as well. Though, so, but uh, Minnesota always gives the Knights fits ever since the inception. So, they got to win. It's always good to get a win. Aaron, do me a favor, pal. Why don't you take us home? But drive safe while you do it. <laughs> I will drive safe. I'll pump the brakes. I'm like Tiger. Whoa. Whoa, uh, okay. I, know, I know that was that was that was low, but he named his uh, son Charlie, so we had it coming. <laughs> that's fair enough. But we appreciate you guys watching, hanging with us for all 90 minutes. 
Make sure you follow those socials right up there at the Bookbird Graham and Talk. It's at AM Drive TV. Head over to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click all of those links to our sponsors. Shop them. Christmas is coming. Vice Golf, Fanatics, Buttercloth for a little bit. And we have Popple and uh, the AM Drive store at amdrive.online. You can make sure that you go and get all this awesome merchandise so you can support the best morning show on the internet. Also, tomorrow we have our top fives in the NFL, and we're unveiling a new one. Is it a surprise, Mike, or should we let them know now? Oh, we should let them know now because we kind of teased it. That's true. Fair enough. I forgot about that. So we have top fives in the NBA for Mike. And in the NHL for Aaron, we're going to start doing top fives in replacement of the college football segment that we used to do. Also, a talking point tomorrow that's starting to hit the airwaves. Is Saquon Barkley a bust? We're going to discuss that tomorrow on the AM Drive. So, for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, watching, supporting us, sharing us, taking care of us, on and getting all the information you need. As you go start your day, what is it, already 11 o'clock in the morning, 11.30? But here on the West Coast, we are getting our day started. You look like a messed up penguin. Belichick? What? <laughs> you look like a silly penguin. Thank you. <laughs> so once again, for Michael Carvelis, I'm Aaron Crouch. Thank you so much for all your support, and we'll see you guys tomorrow on the AM Drive. Drive safe. <laughs>